Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You listen to Green, green. you might turn red. red. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Great to have you with us on the Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. So the story that's been uh, dominating headlines internationally, and I'm going to talk about this for a second before I talk to the uh, beauties, so just bring their uh, their audio down for a second because I want people to hear this. Uh, Donald Trump just quoting from the British newspaper, The Guardian, because uh, as I said earlier on the program, the British papers, they don't hold back. Uh, Donald Trump's been forced to apologize. They're right after a storm of condemnation and disavowals by fellow Republicans and opponents alike over obscene boasts about using his fame to sexually prey on women. Trump's presidential campaign was plunged into crisis on Friday when he emerged bragging to a TV host that when approaching beautiful women, he can, quote, grab them by the... And quote, and kiss and grope them because he's a star. The newly married Trump reminisces about making a pass at married women. I moved on her and I failed. I'll admit it. I did try and F her. She was married. I moved on her like a B word, but I couldn't get there and she was married. I'm automatically attracted to beautiful women. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they'll let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the... And you can do anything. So, first hour, not all of you heard it, but first hour, I had talked about this. And I started to hear from people saying, that's just locker room talk. Hmm. Uh, I want you to listen to Donald Trump's apology, and then we'll get to Catherine, Linda, and Michelle. Have a listen. I've never said I'm a perfect person nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret, and the words released today on this more than a decade-old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it, I was wrong, and I apologize. I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who've lost their children, laid-off workers whose jobs have gone to other countries, and people from all walks of life who just want a better future. I have gotten to know the great people of our country, and I've been humbled by the faith they placed in me. I pledge to be a better man tomorrow and will never, ever let you down. Let's be honest. We're living in the real world. This is nothing more than a distraction from the important issues we're facing today. We're losing our jobs. We're less safe than we were eight years ago. And Washington is totally broken. Hillary Clinton and her kind have run our country into the ground. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. Bill Clinton has actually abused women, and Hillary has bullied, attacked, shamed and intimidated his victims. We will discuss this more in the coming days. See you at the debate on Sunday. So that's that's called an apology in Trump world. So I get this from Steve. Roy, drop the sanctimonious holier-than-thou act. You and your friends are no better than the rest of us when it comes to locker room talk. Based on the feedback on your show, no one believes you. It's all out of that. 
Catherine Swift, former CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, workingcanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, vice president of, what's the name of that company? (laughs) Cambria. What was it again? Cambria. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Inside joke. Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau. So, uh, I'm holier than thou because I said my buddies in a locker room would never talk that way about women. I wanted to read what was in The Guardian because I'll with, I'll repeat it. My buddies and I would never talk about women that way. And we weren't little softies. I just come in at 6'2 and 235, so anyway. <sighs> Catherine? I've said, and I said it again today, that mainstream media in the United States and elsewhere, like Canada, favor Hillary Clinton, constantly, consistently setting that aside. And whether or not the Trump video was appropriate to be released during the campaign, and this campaign, everything's appropriate, it appears, there's some value in reviewing what he said. And then after I did that segment, I spoke with four of the women in the RCMP um, lawsuits, class action lawsuits, who've been on this program for five years and who suffered at the hands of boorish individuals who may yet be criminally charged or should be. So all of my sanctimonious, holier-than-thou stuff aside, what's your reaction, Catherine, to Trump? And I haven't asked you before. Go ahead. She's not answering the phone. I haven't heard her. Catherine, where is she? Oh, I don't know. Where, where? What happened? We've lost one of our beauties. So, you tried all the numbers, eh? Can you, uh, you can hear me, though. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, good, good. So, because I didn't have this call screen and program up, I was reading the tweets. Can I, um... Yes, can I please, in? please, fire away. Okay, I hate to say it, but my father had an expression, and he used to say to me, Michelle, all you can expect from a pig is a grunt. And this man, uh, you know what? I do think he's started, the meltdown has started big time in that campaign. Like, this just pushed it right over the edge. We wondered where the tipping point was going to be, and I think this is part of the tipping point. And and you know what? We all have heard, we know Bill Clinton is not a purist by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, to throw it back at him, you know, that apology was not an apology. It was an insult. It's almost a slap in the face. And quite honestly, Roy... I, I'm disgusted with his comments. There doesn't seem to be a regard for women at all. And I don't care. I, I you know, locker room, oh. it's, it's intolerable. And I think it's disgusting, quite frankly. I was disgusted by it. I don't, I don't know what locker room it would be. <laughs> you know, I, really, Linda, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't even imagine my husband talking like that in the locker room. 
what was really interesting, he made these comments, and he just been, had just been married for the third time, and then he was going after a married woman, too. I don't know. You know what? When it goes to politics, we've heard it all, we've seen it all, but... Honestly, in the, my gut feel, it's not just the sexual innuendos. I think there's some financial stuff that hasn't been uncovered. There's certainly the tax issue. And I agree with you, Roy, on the mainstream. They're all up for Hillary. And I just feel so sorry for the American people. Well, this look, the, 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 media, the media is in the bag for Hillary Clinton. Well, that's obvious. That's yeah. clear. And it's obvious. And they don't hide it. Mm-hmm. They, they really, they don't hide it. Um, and, and tomorrow I'm going to be speaking with uh, an American woman in, uh, in Canada who's going to be voting in the election. And she emailed me last week that she's going to vote for Donald Trump because her choice was between the bully and evil. So see how she still feels. But I want to read you this. Not everybody heard this. I want to read this, this to you. There, uh, I've been in contact periodically with a listener named Karen. And uh, she emailed for the first time about Donald Trump in March, when the primaries are still underway. And she was uh, supportive of Donald Trump at the time. I'm trying to find the hard copy. Here it is. She, uh, she wrote to me, uh, and she's very, uh, I mean, I really enjoy the correspondence with Karen. She writes, I'm a 52-year-old woman with two master's degrees, born and raised in Alberta, for context. Thank you for your voice of reason, Roy. Trump, if you actually listen to his words, is the voice of reason and intelligence. He's outplaying the players, and it shows the lack of media objectivity. He is honest and independent. His approach is often brash, but I don't find him offensive. I find him refreshing and the beacon of hope in all of North America. By the way, why do we criticize a sucker punch and not verbal abuse? Why is physical bullying worse than verbal? They inflict the same damage. Now, remember, this was written during the primaries, Mm -hmm. right? So I sent an email to Karen this morning, and I asked her if she would come on the air today, if she had the time. She wasn't able to, but she sent me this in reply. Uh, Hi, Roy. In short, this audio does not change my view of Trump. The audio was locker room talk, and honestly, I wouldn't want my husband to hear my private girl chats on our ladies' night. Most men speak inappropriately in private to fit in, and I couldn't care less. What I care about is how our president can lead. What is more disturbing to me is that this was recorded, kept, and now brought forward as a tactic. What a dirty campaign the Clintons are running. Wouldn't it be interesting to compare it to what Hillary said in the past to Bill about Monica Lewinsky? I bet there would be some juicy gossip there. I think this leak is indicative of how threatened the Democrats are feeling. However, as Trump once said, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Maybe this will backfire on the Democrats again. And I think it's based on what I heard and what I'm reading on Twitter and email. And I'm just going by what I see. It's not working to the Clintons, or the Democrats' advantage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see when they finally go to the polls. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I, Roy, it still rubs me the wrong way, and um, that's just my, my initial reaction. It rubs me the wrong way. Oh, it does more than rub me the wrong way. I, I just, I, it, it just is unimaginable to me that, you know, he, you know, he would he would speak that way, and he does feel that way about women. You know, Miss Piggy for, you know, Miss yes. Universe. And yes. Like, it, there's a trend there. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't just locker room. That you know, it's how he happens to feel. Here's another here's another email that I received from Susan. She writes, "I had to turn off your show today. I simply could not listen to any more men defending or dismissing Donald Trump's lewd comments." 
Women have fought long and hard for equality in our society and for this kind of language to be completely inappropriate and unacceptable. As a woman, I have to say Trump's comments made me feel degraded and unclean. They are and were uh, not not appropriate then, nor are they now. I have to wonder what his wife Melania thinks of this latest revelation since he was married to her at the time. Was he? Yes, he was. Okay. I wonder, too, how... I can't keep track. I wonder, too, how his daughters and daughters-in-law feel about his comments. Having said that, I do not condone Bill Clinton's former actions with regards to women, nor Hillary's comments about those women at that time. In my mind, these two candidates are both deeply flawed. If I lived in the U.S., I'd have to vote for Hillary simply because she is qualified for the job and he is not, but I would have to hold my nose while yeah. doing so, writes Susan. And, and I agree with those comments. Yeah, and I, I, everyone I speak to in the States, a lot of them feel that way. Even the Democrats, like, they're, they're two of the, as, you know, the Americans have been saying, worst candidates in an election ever. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with at least Linda and Michelle... And hopefully with Catherine Swift as well. Stick around, Are you please. Here? <laughs> Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. A lot of guys who have a man crush on uh, Donald Trump. A lot of guys have a man crush on Donald. I'm not allowed to say anything about Donald. Other than uh, you'd better vote for him because he's the next thing to the second coming. Um, and then I got the, oh, you're in favor of Trump. You, you're you one of those right-wing zealots. You shouldn't be on the radio because you're anti-Clinton. So Kent sends me a tweet. Uh, your guests dismiss Bill Clinton's crimes but are hung up on Trump's mere words. It's the new story today, Kent, but it's a good point because we're not, we're dis- actually, we're not dismissing Clinton, but we're talking about the new story. And then Lucas, who's just joining me, thanks for the follow. Actually, follow me on Twitter. Lucas, thanks for the follow. Uh, almost every U.S. president was a womanizer. What's different here? Okay, hang on a second. Um, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Obama, Eisenhower, Nixon. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So she's with us now. We caught up with uh, Catherine Swift, who sent an email to me, apparently, saying she was on the road again. No, actually, I'm at my son's house. We're having Thanksgiving dinner here tonight, so I'm cooking. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sorry we didn't I, I get you right away. I did number, but I guess something got lost. Anyway, I'm on my cell. What the heck? Okay, so let's get We're going to go past Trump here, because we only have a few minutes. Fine we have four me. minutes left. And the issue that you all wanted to talk about, y'all wanted to talk about, was uh, real estate and mortgages, and who wants to lead off? Because I'm backing off here. Okay, can I jump in just quickly? And Catherine, I'll give the floor to you. But listen, we had the new foreign tax come in on BC, and we know that was in August. We have now seen that sales in British Columbia have plunged 33%. We know the CRA is going to be clamping down, particularly foreign buyers who aren't paying any tax, and somehow there's a loophole there. But in the meantime, in Toronto, Roy, prices are up another 20%. A detached home is now $1.3 million. 
average price, including condo, $755. And now our finance minister announces a new clampdown. They're going to stress test mortgages. And my daughter called me. She says, Mom, I'm never going to be able to afford a home because this comes on the heels of mortgage changes where if you buy a home worth $500,000 more, you need 10% down. One million, you need 20% down, and under 500, you still get 5% down. But as I just said, in Toronto, the price is 755. Now, will this cause Toronto's market? Because we are. I bet you we're going to see the same thing here in Toronto, and I believe that there will be a cooling, and prices will fall, and we're seeing prices fall in BC. But the bottom line is. It is really tough on those people that are trying to get into the market with these new... So you're talking about the two markets that have been dominant in the news. Yep. Um, let's take it a little across the, across the country and the implications. I read one column that it fits very nicely into Justin Trudeau's uh, view of uh, Canada being a post-nation state. And, uh, and so it doesn't matter whether your daughter has access to a house ever, Michelle, because... Canada should be accessible to everyone with no preference for, well, Canadians. Anyway, Catherine, fire away. Well, whenever the government meddles in everything, they, anything, they muck it up. Uh, they're distorting the market out in B.C. right now. And there's no question they should enforce the law. There's stuff on the books already that, that you know, deal with some of this foreign money coming into Canada. And the other changes, like Linda said, in the, 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 the finance minister announced in the mortgage, mortgage market last week, are definitely going to make it harder for young people. And on the one hand, this government keeps talking about how they're helping the middle class. No, they're not. They're hurting the middle class. And also, think of the people, and there's tons of Canadians who are actually very happy about the level of these house prices because they're planning to sell and retire on the proceeds. So don't forget that there's beneficiaries to some of this as well as, of course, challenges for new, new buyers. But whenever governments get in, there's unintended consequences. Uh, it doesn't happen to them personally, so they don't care. Okay. And I think this is just another problem area. 30 seconds. They're yours, Michelle. I... You know, I have to disagree. I'm not opposed to the stress tests, but I think it's a function of the banks to do that. They used to have stricter rules, uh, and then they loosened up. Everybody got loose. My concern is the level of debt that, you know, outside debt and young people stretching to buy a place, and rates go up, and mortgage rates when they renew. And then they're really, you know, out of luck. All I can say to you in closing is I sold the house in Quebec earlier this year, as you know. Yes. I just wish it had been north of Toronto instead of east of Montreal. <laughs> because I would have been sitting on a lot of money. I know. And I wasn't. Well, you wait. You wait. Anyway. Oh, yeah, sure. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> Yeah, we have to get at that carbon tax sometimes. We will next and Saturday. Next Saturday. Gonna hit next everybody. Saturday. Next Saturday. Happy okay. Beauties, I gotta go. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving everyone. everyone. Back to cooking. We'll come right back.